Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm so glad you're with us today. You know, once we thoroughly understand that the base creative consciousness that continuously manifests reality is the only thing that actually exists, and once we know that the base consciousness includes all of human consciousness together, all our minds are together, when we understand that, we realize just how intimately every one of us is connected to everyone else. So all the surprising mental powers that 30 or 40 years ago you might have thought were, you know, woo-woo, begin to seem as normal as they actually are. When it comes to the powers of your mind, as Jesus told us, if you are sure you can do it, indeed you really can do it. He was talking about moving a mountain and telling it to go jump in the sea. I guess he was cranky with it that day. But since he said we could even do that, all the lesser things that we might try to do with our minds are going to be a relative piece of cake. You know, we've had some seek reality guests of late who have been expert at powerfully using their minds in various ways, including in the medical field. And our guest today is someone else whose abilities can be a powerful benefit to the health of others. Wendy Coulter is a leading expert in the field of medical intuition. Now, this is something that I never even heard of before, so that's one reason I'm so excited to have her with us today. We're going to learn a lot about this, but that's where her expertise is. She's a fellowship faculty member for the prestigious Academy of Integrative Health and Medicine Fellowship, which is AIHM, that's its acronym, and her class on medical intuition is part of their curriculum offerings. She's on the rotating faculty for the Andrew Wiles Center for Integrative Medicine at the University of Arizona at Tucson. And if you think you've heard the name of that university before, that's the same university where Dr. Gary Schwartz is now working on his famous soul phone. Wendy's accredited certification program is called Medical Intuitive Training, and it's been pivotal in helping nurses, doctors, therapists, energy workers, health professionals, including, you know, those in holistic, integrative, and allopathic disciplines, all of them, as they learn to access and fine-tune their innate intuitive abilities and then integrate them into their practices. This is exciting to me. Wendy Coulter is a leader in the still exotic field of using the amazing powers of our minds for healing. But the things that she and others in this field are doing now are just going to be tomorrow's ordinary ordinary news, maybe not, not even on the front page anymore. So we're visiting tomorrow today. Wendy, welcome. I'm so glad to have you with us. Roberta, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, I, we, normally what we do when, we, when, when this is our first, and this is your first time here, when, when it's our first time, we generally ask our guest to talk a little bit about herself, about your history, so people will feel like they know you and that they know who's talking to them. Sure. Oh, well, that's a long, (laughs) that could be a very long answer. (laughs) I know that you're a musician, you do all these other things. Are you, for example, when you were very young, you already had intuitive gift. Talk about that. Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, You know, it was in retrospect that I realized I was intuitive uh, from a very young age. And um, some of my earliest memories are, 
uh, with clear audience, which is clear hearing or clear cognizance, which is clear knowing. And um, uh, there's just a lot of my mother. My mother used to tell me that before she came to pick me up at uh, nursery school, she used to. She said I used to send her images of where I was in the schoolyard <laughs> or inside the really? building. Really? Yeah. Wow. And when she told me that, I said, well, Mom, I think you're the intuitive one. She said, no, 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 it didn't happen with any of the other children. It was just you. Uh, so wow. I used to, like, tell her exactly where to go to find me. Um. <laughs> That's handy. I wish my kids had had that. That would have been a I big know, right? Actually, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it wasn't until much later that I kind of realized that you know, this was always a part of my life. I have a lot of stories about that, you know, about my growing up years. Um, but th- the truth is, is that I really didn't know what to do with it until much later in life. Um, when I became an energy healer, like probably many of your listeners who've worked with uh, biofield therapies or energy healing or energy work, um, when I when I started doing that, I noticed that my skill set was a bit different than my colleagues. From a very young age, I was able to perceive um, just kind of how the how people were, how their bodies were, and that was something that some people might say is a gift. But I'll tell you what, I really uh, cultivated it in my own way. And by the time I I was really learning how to use and be an energy healer. I found that I could see into the body very specifically. I found that I could see life history very specifically. And I'd taken a number of educational opportunities over the years um, and developed that over time and actually taught um, certain skills um, for different um, organizations. And I realized that until I read Carolyn Mace's book, um, Oh, I'm going to forget the name of it. Forgive me. Anatomy of the Spirit. There it is. No, Anatomy (laughs) Anatomy of the Spirit. When she describes what what she was doing, I realized that that's what I was doing too. And so it it became um, an educational process for me. And I started working with doctors and I started, you know, getting a lot of people's tough cases and just looking to see what I could see. And it came very clear to me over time. And this is, I'm really condensing a lot of information here, but... I realized that um, when the doctors were calling me, they were calling me because their methods were not bringing them the right answers for their for specific patients. And it's there's a number of reasons why, uh, many reasons, one of which is that, you know, sometimes testing just can't really reveal exactly what's going on for the client. And certainly medicine evolves year after year. We know so much more now than we did 10 years ago, you know, the medical field and, and allopathic medicine, um, along with complementary and alternative medicine and integrative and functional medicine. All of these things are incredibly powerful and useful, but medical intuitive has the skill set, at least this is how I practice to see into the body, have a conversation with the body, find out what the body is asking for, what the body wants the practitioner to know. And that's incredibly revealing for in so many ways and for wow. so many purposes. Yeah, <laughs> that was a long answer to your short no, question. No, no, that was great, though. I mean, I'm amazed that that really happens. Now, what is, how would you define medical to intuition? Medical intuition is a term. Yeah. What does it, it mean? Well, um, medical intuition is a method or a system 
of viewing the physical body and the biofield. And when I say biofield, and I know you're familiar with this and so are your listeners, what I mean is the major chakra system and the auric field, the aura. And these are well-studied and becoming even more studied parts of our, quote, energetic anatomy, unquote. Uh (laughs) So. We're looking at both the physical anatomy, which is all the body systems and all the parts of it, as well as the energetic anatomy for information about blockages, imbalances, things that could lead to a physical imbalance or even an emotional or spiritual imbalance as well. And we're looking to see where those things are, what it is that the uh, energy wants to the person to know so that they can find a path to healing. That really is the purpose of it. Uh, and that's really a great deal of what a good medical intuitive will do is support someone in just understanding what it is their body wants them to know. Wow. And everybody, you understand that basically we are energy bodies. One of those energy bodies is matter, and but it's kind of like a skin suit. That's not really who we are at all. And uh, so if we can heal the energy body and make it healthy and strong, that, it, that in turn will mean that your body, your physical body will be strong as well. So this makes perfect sense. But <laughs> I'm, I'm married to a doctor. Ah. And I, I could tell you, he's retired now, but I could tell you that, most doctors are so matter based. Yes. Did you have trouble teaching doctors to start <laughs> listening to you? Talk about that relationship. You know, it sounds like it sounds completely like it would be that way. Like doctors would just be very close to this. And what I've found um, teaching the young fourth year medical students who are just phenomenal at uh, Andrew Weil Center at their program for for young doctors. Um, they're very open to this. I'll tell you why. And and actually, so are the seasoned doctors. Now, not all of them, of course. Everyone yeah. has, many have biases about all of this stuff. Uh-huh. But those who are open to it um, understand because in medical school, they actually teach you about a couple of things. One is um, intuition. It, it actually is a discussion. <laughs> If you go to a good medical school about what does it mean for physician intuition and nurses are also taught to trust their gut feelings. And that's what they're talking about. Gut feelings. Yes. It's not just about book learning. You could ask your husband, see what he learned in medical school about this. because. God was a child when he was in medical school. Back then, they were teaching people using rocks and sticks. I think. Okay, I mean, that's um, funny. The, the old, the, the the old style medical schools were very material, matter based. Yes. So I I'm not sure he would know what you were talking about, but it's encouraging to see how it's evolved. Is that really true? I love that. Yes, it's, it's evolving rapidly and wonderfully. And I'll tell you the two. Um, areas, these are the names of them, integrative and functional medicine that are really working in the same perspective. And that is that over the years, uh, the complementary and alternative um, modalities such as Chinese medicine, chiropractic, herbal medicine, um, Ayurveda even, uh, energy medicine, all of these wonderful processes that people have been going to <laughs> for all those years yes. and are still going to are starting, two things are happening. One is empirical data is being gathered. They're doing a gold standard studies, <clears throat> excuse me, and the evidence base is, is starting to pile up, put it that way. It's, it's starting to be available um, in regards to this. So that helps move medicine forward. The other thing is that patients are going to their doctor saying, you know, 
the pill didn't work, but this treatment worked. <laughs> oh, dear. They're, they're yeah, how clean. about that? Yes. Yeah. That, that, that thing didn't work. But over here, when I did this herbal medicine or this Chinese, right. you know, or these this just, you know, meditation techniques, and I found my body was healing faster, you know, medicine can only ignore that for so long. And the good news is that the integrative and functional medicine communities are embracing it. Uh, they're actually, I've spoken wow. at a number of their conferences, they want to hear more about, that. isn't it lovely? It's yes. a really great time. And I will say that that's fairly new, um, you know, like maybe the last 10 or possibly 20 years, but yes, more and more so. And this is one of the reasons, Roberta, that I am working so hard to forward um, the study of medical intuition. Of all of the areas of biofield therapies, <clears throat> pardon me. Medical intuition is not very well studied, even though it's quite, you know, a lot of people know about it, <laughs> but it hasn't been studied very well. And uh, last year, I put together with some um, wonderful researchers down in San Diego County, um, uh, California, uh, uh, my own research study on my students because I, <laughs> I couldn't find anything else out there that made sense, right, that was conclusive yeah. enough. And uh, the the data that we gathered was really pretty phenomenal. We came up with 94 to 98% accuracy rates. Wow. Um, yeah. In, uh, really? the ac- yes, the accuracy of the medical intuitives. And these were blinded. We did all of our uh, pr- participant medical intuitive practice sessions for this, uh, for this study. We did them all blinded. In other words, the medical intuitive did not know what someone was coming in with. And that's the key. That's the only way you can gauge accuracy. Um, and so we, we got 94% accuracy in uh, location and description or evaluation of the primary health issue for the participant. Again, no intake done at all. Um, 98% accuracy in connecting that um, issue to life circumstance. Again, no information ahead of wow. time. Wow, we also, that is amazing. Good for yeah. you. Well, thank you. And that information is on the website at thepracticalpath.com. And all of that, it was a preliminary study. Uh, we could only do it, you know, in the, the way that we could do it as a survey. And because of that, a colleague of mine at uh, University of California, San Diego School of Medicine has um, put together a gold standard research study that we are in the process of looking for funding. So if any of your listeners are interested in funding this kind of work, please reach out. <laughs> We'd well, love I, to talk I, to I think that we, we need to look at making sure that gets funded. Let, let's, yeah. let's talk yeah. about that. Maybe off, yeah. maybe off camera, as they say, um, but how does medical intuition then relate to the, to energy healing? Because when you're doing a, a session with someone and you still do sessions with people, right? Yeah. Yes, I do. Um, and you do it online, as I understand, you're not actually healing them. What you're doing is better understanding what the body is telling you about them. And then do you refer them to people who can better heal them? Or how do you, how do you work with people? Roberta, that is such a great question. Thank you. <laughs> You're people, people mistake this for a healing modality. It is not um, in terms of its pure form. Medical intuition on its own is an assessment and an evaluation process. And, um, and this is the way I practice it. There are a lot of medical intuitives out there that do combine it with healing, but I don't, and I'll tell you why. 
Um, my job as a medical intuitive is to assess and evaluate what's happening in the energetic and physical bodies uh, and give that information to the client. Now, the client needs to take anything that comes up to their primary health care provider before making any changes. In my world, that's good ethics, right? Okay, right. I get that. So yes. number one. Um, number two, my modality, and I'm an energy healer, may or may not be the correct one for the client. So I am not going to impose my modality on someone before I have a chance to take a good long look, see what's going on, refer them to the modality skills and, you know, practitioners that can actually help them with their issue. Um, this is my perspective on it. And that is why in my program, uh, which is designed for wellness professionals, we get people from every, every sector of healthcare from, you know, complementary and alternative, certainly to allopathic, to allied healthcare, people who may have a modality of their own, but it may or may not be the right one. You know, in medicine, allopathic medicine, they call that cookie cutter medicine. You know what that is? What that means? <laughs> I, I, I think it means just uh, uh, we, we treat the same, a, a certain illness in the same way every time. Every without, time, right. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to practice cookie-cutter energy medicine on someone. <laughs> uh, no, that would be a little, a little extreme. You're right. Okay. So that's kind of the, that's the perspective. And that's the perspective I take when I um, train my students. That's the perspective they come out of it with. And they're everything from acupuncturists to doctors of chiropractic to medical doctors to nurses and et cetera, et cetera, massage therapists, et cetera. And they're all going to work with medical intuition as a foundational skill. So it, it supports their modality or their practice. It doesn't add another one into it. So it's not, it's not a modality in that respect. But, but you also practice energy healing yes. yourself? Yeah. What, what, in, of what sort? What, what kind of energy healing do you practice? Uh, the name of my process is called Biofield Balance Energy Healing, and it's a, it's a process I've developed over the years. It has a lot of different aspects to it. I think um, you could say it's it's what I do is I bring energy through my hands into the person's physical body. It's a lovely modality, but let me tell you, there are hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of wonderful modalities out there. <laughs> well, yes, we we've yeah. heard from a number of people who are energy healers that yes. do various different things, and I've seen that acupuncture works, Qigong mm -hmm. medicine works. Mm -hmm. There is no question that there's a lot going on here that people like my stuffy medical doctor husband don't have any idea of and don't even want to know about. Pardon me. Little, <laughs> little marital issue crept in there. Sorry about that. Oh, there are thousands of wonderful modalities out there, but they're all designed for healing. And one of the things that energy healers will say, maybe not to the public, but amongst ourselves, um, we say, well, you know, my some clients heal really fast and some don't. Yes. Um, some come back over and over and over again with the same issue. They aren't able to let it go. Here's where medical intuition works so well. It's to get to the root, the underlying cause of the issue. Any treatment protocol, regardless if it's energy medicine or an antibiotic, if you don't get to the underlying cause of the issue, I mean, not just physically, but emotionally, mentally, spiritually, a person really can't heal on that full spectrum level. If you get to the underlying cause, which is what medical intuition is designed to do very, very specifically, um, then you can 
a, a client or a patient has the ability to really become a partner in their healing journey. They can start to yes. look at their healing from so many different perspectives. Yes. And that's true healing in my, in my, in my opinion. That's what healing really is. And people who've had those kind of healings or have experienced that kind of broad range or full spectrum view say that. And clients repeatedly, I mean, just over and over, uh, in my practice and in my students' practices, this is the feedback we're getting. You know, all of a sudden they see it from all these different perspectives and it helps them heal on a much deeper level. I can see that you almost have to do that because if there is some sort of psychosomatic cause going on here, um, you, you there's it, unless you get at that, it's going to keep coming back, isn't it? In some maybe in a different yeah. way, a different illness, but it's going to keep coming back. Well, I you know I I've seen that in my practice, and I'm sure everybody who's listening can relate to that in one way or another. And you know, the word psychosomatic is a, really bothers me. <laughs> I know what you mean by it. Because well, it, I, I didn't have to think of a better word than that. I mean, your mind and your body yeah. are, are inextricably all tied together. And I realized as I said it, oh, she's going to hate me for this. But that's all no, right. No, no, no. What you said, Roberta, was the definition of the word mind, body, psychosomatic, which is a nice yeah. way to break it down. Unfortunately, that word is, is you know, stigmatized because... Um, what I was going to say is in the medical world, they have a great word for things they don't understand. It's called <laughs> idiopathic, yeah. right? Right. idiopathic. And if they don't understand it and they can't find an answer for it, what do they generally do? They'll give a person, they'll call it psychosomatic. Well, it must be in your mind. Right. And how many people have I seen? <laughs> it's like, well, no, it's not in your mind. It's actually something going on in your physical body or your energy system or something in your life history that's causing this imbalance. Let me give you this. Um, every, this is a basic tenet of energy medicine, and it certainly is a basic tenet of medical intuition. And that is that every physical imbalance has at its root some kind of trauma, and I use that word broadly, event, either to the physical body, the emotional body, the spiritual right. body, the mental body. Some right. kind of trauma has occurred, and later in life, it can turn into something, or even immediately it can. And I'll give you the science behind that. Um, right now, there's a lot of study in psychology in something called ACEs, A-C-E-S. I'm sure you've heard of this. That stands for um, Adverse Childhood Experiences. And they're seeing a correlation between early life trauma, I mean, very young early life trauma, and later life physical imbalances, including cardiovascular issues, um, uh, obesity issues, certainly mental health issues, but the physical side of it is now being studied more than ever. And when I read these articles, I just have to laugh because this is what medical intuition does. We look at life history to see where the imbalance began. And it can begin quite young and maybe not manifest until later. And that's a fascinating way to look at it. Yes. No, it, it's very true that what has tripped up science in so many fields is the simple fact that they think your mind is kind of an afterthought. Your brain generates it and then it dies when your, when your body dies. Nothing could be further than the truth of any of that. Um, yes. the, it's the, your, your mind preexists your body and it will go on forever after your body. And it's part of the, as I said in the beginning of our little conversation, it's part of the mind that continuously manifests the universe. I mean, this is big stuff. So <laughs> since it's very, very creative, it's very easy to imagine 
that especially in a young child, um, it would create um, some negativity in the body that then could fester and then, as you say, appear in, in adulthood in some way that you maybe don't co- directly connect to that original trauma. But this is purely science. It's just not science the way it's currently being practiced, but it will be. Well, Before and- long, it will be. Before long, it will be, and I'll tell you, there's a big push right now on many fronts to understand and qualify and quantify what does mind-body medicine actually mean. Uh, and it's it's very specific. It has to do with how the mind affects the body and how the body affects the mind. There are even, you know, dictionary definitions of this now in Random House Dictionary. It's being accepted wow. into culture. That's so, great. Yeah. And I learned about this a long time ago when my body created a little tumor and I healed it using mental visualization. Are you serious? Was was it cancerous? (laughs) No, it wasn't, luckily. Um, This was... um, much earlier in life, but I was doing a lot of reading. I read a lot of books on spiritual perspectives, a lot of books on health perspectives, and certainly Carolyn Mace's book and books along those lines. One of the books I read was Deepak Chopra's very first book called Quantum Healing. That's a phenomenal book. If anyone hasn't read it, I recommend you read it because he talks about, and he was an MD at the time, and he still is, In his practice, he was reading up on visualization techniques and meditation techniques, and he started giving his cancer patients visualization to cure their tumors, just to see what would happen. Yeah. And um, uh, he described it as like, you know, imagine your tumor is ash just blowing away in the wind, and he would kind of monitor things, and his stories were wonderful. It's a great book, and not long after that, my body developed a little tumor, it was non-cancerous. It was called dysplasia, which means abnormal cells. And it was this little funny thing. And my doctor said, well, let's, let's take it out. Let's get rid of it just to be on the safe side, even though it's, you know, non-cancerous. She biopsied it. And I said, great. Hey, I just read this wonderful book by Deepak Chopra. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. You can imagine. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I want to try try drinking it with my mind and of course you know you got that you, you must be from mars kind of look <laughs> and um she was delightful though she sort of she kind of laughed and she said it probably won't hurt you <laughs> no oh problem no. And, and, and you did it it worked i did it well so what happened was we had a two-week window uh between that you know, decision and the surgery date. And so for the next two weeks, <laughs> I was doing meditation techniques and things like that. I thought, you know, I'm just going to add this to my meditation. And right after my meditation for about two minutes, really, it wasn't very long. I imagined that little tumor shrinking away by using an image of uh, happy little bubbles and a scrub brush. Like, you know, how you scrub a pot. Yeah. Or oh, I just yeah. scrubbed it away and just, you know, oh, it was just happy, happy. <laughs> it just made me laugh. And oh. I didn't pay any attention to it at all. That was part of my other agreement with myself. I was just going to try this and experiment. I wasn't going to look. That is Um, wonderful. Wow. Well, when I went in for my um, pre-op, the doctor's examining me prior to surgery, and I hear her gasp. And, Roberta, I thought, well, that's it. It's curtains for me, right? Oh, no. It's bigger. (laughs) It's a whole lot bigger. (laughs) Which is what she said. She said it was the size of a nickel. She says it's now the size of a pea. So it shrunk by more than half in two weeks. She said, she looked at me, she goes, what did you do? (laughs) I'm like, you know, here's the book. So 
this kind of thing you can imagine when something like that happens in life it gives you another perspective it's like that tumor was never going to shrink it was not that kind of tumor and it freaked the doctor out and it just made me delighted because i realized that there is something more here that we haven't been told about what is it yes Yes. Oh, that's a great story. <laughs> you, you have other stories like, all right, so let's suppose I have cancer and I, I just really think that you'll be able to help me solve the problem. And maybe my, they're trying to do surgery and I just don't want half my stomach removed or whatever I don't want. So I come to you. Could you tell us stories like that? I mean, how, when I go back to my doctor, my doctor is going to be just like your doctor was back then and is going to say, oh, no, you have to have this or that or the other thing done. How does it work in the real world? I'll give you um, a good example of how this works and kind of my process, which is people really like to know because uh, it helps illuminate the whole the whole soup to nuts kind of process. Yes. I had a client. Um, now, she didn't have a major problem, but it was a, it was annoyance for her. She had, a, um, a, excuse me, I was going to say tinnitus. That's not it. She had um, tendonitis. That's it. Close. That was close. No, not exactly. She had tendonitis <laughs> in her wrist. Yes. And it was kind of like a carpal tunnel kind of inflammation-y tendonitis in the wrist. And she'd been to the doctors. She'd had it for about a month. And uh, nothing was working. She'd gone to her acupuncturist. She was putting ice on it. She had it in a little sling thing and nothing was helping. It was just as bad when she saw me as it had been when she first felt it. And she really felt like um, she needed me to take a look. So I did. And tendonitis can last a long time, especially in the wrist, because you use your wrist. It needs to rest, right? Yes, yes, yeah. So when I looked at it, here's how I view the body. I view the body very much the way an MRI looks. Um, you know, you see right in, you see all the physical systems, you see how they work together. It's actually even more detailed in many ways than an MRI because I want to look at the, the body moving and, and how it's operating, you know, how it's actually working. So it's quite specifically looking at anatomy that way. And when I looked at her wrist, I saw the inflamed tendons. And right underneath the tendons, her body showed me a healed bone scar from an old fracture. And all around her wrist, there was this cloud of grief and heartbreak. And I'm looking at this going, okay, there's a bunch of information here. Yes. <laughs> wow. What did you do with that? Well, the next thing I asked the body to show me is where this came from. And it began to show me images. And these are like looking at a little movie of somebody's life. And that's the life history part. So what it showed me was first was an image of her playing uh, tennis on the tennis court and she swung her racket and she tripped and fell and broke her wrist. And that's oh. where that bone scar, that healed fracture came from. And that's what it wanted me to see. The next thing I saw was her in the uh, emergency room getting her wrist worked on and her boyfriend broke up with her right there in the emergency room. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Oh, I there is a special hell. We, there is no hell. But for people <laughs> like him, there is a special hell. They, well. they, had, to, they had to integrate it. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> so what her wrist was showing me was that not only had her body um, kind of retained the, the, the pain and the trauma of the physical fracture, but also the pain and the trauma of the emotional heartbreak. Oh, it was all there. Sure. And oh, at wow. that, yeah, so as I'm saying all this to my client, you know, she had this little aha moment and she said, oh my gosh, I'm going through a breakup with my partner I've been with for 10 years right oh. now. And then she stopped. She said, 
I said, oh, tell me more. And she said, we broke up a month ago, just before the wrist flared up. <gasps> oh, that is fascinating. Really? Yeah. Yep. And that was what all that heartbreak was. Not only was it stored, it was also reactivated by the current breakup. That's very common. Common? Uh, I it's think very that's common. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. That's very often what, what I'll see is that something in the present, c- come. It all, like I said, it comes from the past. Now, here's what's fascinating also about her case is that I also saw something else. Her wrist wasn't done. It showed me an image from her youth. Uh, she was five years old in this visual uh, in a dark closet. Um, she was holding her arm with that wrist, same wrist, up for to protect her head and her face. And a cane was striking her uh, on her wrist. Oh. Um, and at that moment, my client said, well, my mother was mentally ill and she used to beat me with her cane and lock me in a closet. So she oh. had a memory of that. And what her what her energy, what her body was saying was there's a lifetime of imbalance in this wrist that comes from age five, age 21 or so, and now, and it's all flaring up. So there's information for her to process about all of it in her wrist. Oh, Um, wow. Yeah. And what's interesting also I find about this case is not everybody remembers things from their childhood or even things from their, you know, youth or their teens or their young adult years. Some people do, some don't. And some of these things are not nearly as dramatic. They're subtler, but they still have an effect. And you wouldn't logically put all that together, would you? <laughs> Why? No. But wow. The body has its yeah. So I the body has that. its yeah. It's amazing. But the body has its own perspective. The body has its own logic, and that's what we look for as medical intuitives. Now, this all made sense to her, which was really great. I called her back a couple of days later to see how she was, and this is not not necessarily typical, but for her it was. And that was, she said her wrist was back to normal within uh, 48 hours. And I said, what happened? She said, well, uh, I had a long cry. You know, she was able to process these emotions of the breakup when she was trying to hold them in because she wanted to be stoic and she wanted to remain friends and all the rest of that stuff. And she just let herself have a big emotional, you know, uh, catharsis. And she said that's what helped this thing heal. Without knowing the history she may not have gotten to that place. Wow. So that was her perspective. And that's why I tell that story because number one, you can see the process of how I do the work. And number two, she had a wonderful outcome from it, which allowed her wrist to actually heal. I think that's a beautiful story. Thank you. That is, <laughs> but, but that, is that typical of the people who come to you or are are, are they all there's often a an emotional mix in there and and a history in there that's emotional is that always yeah there's always an emotional component always that i've seen and i actually train my students to look for it because that's what the body tends to hold on to are stuck emotions and stuck emotions which is another way to say stuck energy is can lead to all kinds. That's what the ACEs is all about. Uh, what I mentioned earlier about the uh, adverse childhood experiences. These are emotions that were never processed properly and very often can lead to imbalances later in life, health imbalances. So it, we are not just a body. We are not just a mind. We are a mind body. And it's really important to understand it from that perspective. And that's, that is the lane that medical intuition is in. <laughs> what is that mind-body connection? Because from our conscious minds, boy, does that 
get confusing, you know, or, or elusive or maybe not make sense. That's what I meant. You know, all those yeah. experiences didn't make logical sense linearly, but certainly to the body they did. I think that's really, that's amazing. So it, what, what is your, what is your work life now? Are you mainly teaching? Are you mainly working with patients or how, how, how do you, how, how does your day turn out? <laughs> this is uh, a lot. You're doing a lot of things at once. Well, thank you. I'm also writing a book, so it's a lot. Oh it's in, in your spare time. Yes. <laughs> um, right now, my main business is teaching. I do see clients one day a week, uh, and people can go to my website if they're interested. There's a, a services link there. Um, my my main business is teaching this skill to the uh, allopathic and complementary alternative wellness providers, and I've been very fortunate. I've taught at you know some of the top um, education and health organizations in the country, and I'm doing more of that. And it's just you know when I talk about it, the Everybody in the in the healthcare world seems to get this on one level or another, because intuition, just in general, uh, can bring all these interesting flashes of information. I call them flashes of insight. So your massage therapist might be giving you a shoulder massage and getting a flash of you, you know, having a an emotional event in your life, and may not know what to say to you about it, right? Or right. see there's some, some, you know, discord with a friend or a family member or a partner or something like that. And these are called flashes of insight. I call them that. And what I tell students who are attracted to this work, who've often had that kind of gut feeling or intuitive hit, that there's a way to, um, well, medical intuition is the method of turning those flashes into an actual protocol, a system and a method that I've created. Um, and it's a very step-by-step method of gathering that information so that the client or patient actually has something, they have a a really powerful takeaway for themselves so that they can start to process. And um, very often we see, um, and this is still anecdotal, we're still gathering this information, but very often we see that after the session, people are often able to release more or heal faster or, you know, have yes. one of these wonderful spontaneous quote unquote, you know, remissions or whatever that that's not the goal of medical intuition, but it does often happen according to the anecdotal evidence we're gathering. So hopefully over the, over a period of time, we'll be able to expand on that and see what the outcomes are. We haven't done extended outcome uh, study, but we're hoping to do that. This is this. It's like seeing a major new field in its infancy to hear you talk about all of this, because obviously, and I know why a lot of this would be true, but I didn't realize it had been developed to this extent. I think this is wonderful. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I do agree. It is in its infancy. It's a very um, new field. It's not new. It's been around for decades, if not centuries. But in terms of a process that can be applied in healthcare. You know, this is really what it's made to do. So, so um, let, let's let's just talk a little bit about um, the, this research that's being done. Mm-hmm. And can you send me more information about it, maybe off oh. air, so that I can send it around and see what I can help you get help you oh, get done? Thank you. Are you kidding? Thank you so much. We'd really appreciate it. Um, the information is on the website under. Um, I forget which tab, but it says research, and it's all about okay. the UCSD research study. There's a PDF people can download. I will send it to you as well, Roberta. And uh, um, we would l- just love any. Um, you know, we've been we've been 
working on this for a while, uh, and we'd love to um, talk to anyone who's interested in donating or assisting in any way. Uh, we ha- what we're going to do is use the um, UCSD Medical Center to vet patients in cardiology, gastroenterology, and a couple of other areas, and they will be having uh, sessions with my graduates that are very specific. So, you know, to do a study, you have to be very, you have to winnow it down to very specific. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and that's what we're doing. In the meantime, the students who take my program also complete case, case reports. So I have, you know, hundreds if not thousands of case reports on the processes and how they're um, being utilized. So there's a lot of data we, we have right now that just needs to get out there. We just had our abstract, study abstract, published in a peer-reviewed journal. We're thrilled about that. Yes. Um, and we're looking at a much longer article to be also published this year in another peer-reviewed journal because there's even though there's a lot of intuition studies, and certainly in nursing and some in, in medical doctor, medical physicians have done some studies, and definitely in psychology, um, there really isn't anything specific to medical intuition yet. Um, the studies that have been done were much earlier. I, I don't think the last one was was late 90s, and it was you know inconclusive. So part of it is the fact that medical intuition hasn't has been more of a kind of a self-identified process, yes, rather yeah. than a you know a certification process or a, a place you go to study. There's you know I'm one of a few, very small handful of teachers of this method or these methods. When, yeah. when will your book be ready? Because we want to come back. No, I'm <laughs> oh, serious. I'd love to come back. I just signed a publishing deal and I'm working on it. So I believe uh, early, it's going to be about a year and a half, put it that way. It takes well, a long time through a publisher. <laughs> let, 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 I know it does. Um, but let, let, let me know when it's, you know, six months out or something. Yes. That's usually when we're booking guests and I can, I'll have you on. You can announce it here. I would love to. Thank now, you. We've come to the end of our time, but what do you want people to know about what it is you do and how it is you you can help and what they would what what should what should people know? Well, the people who find out about medical intuition are usually quite intrigued by it, and most people have something that they want to know about their bodies or they want their bodies to give them more information on, and that's key. So there's a couple of things. Number one is your mind and body are connected. Meditation processes are invaluable for learning how to create that mind-body connection, and I have on the website free guided meditations for people to learn some basic energy tools to help them connect with their body. And I would suggest you go on there. Um, It's in the guided meditation section. All of them are free and you can listen to them as long as you want, whenever you want. I also teach a, um, a workshop called medical intuition for healing. Uh, That will be coming out hopefully next year as a self-study program. Right now I teach it a few times a year on zoom All of my programs are on Zoom, live online. My program is not (laughs) self-study. The main program is in person on Zoom, and it's a very mentored live process where you work with your classmates, and it's very hands-on in that respect, but it is all on Zoom now, which is great. And that's what I have to tell your listeners, and thank you so much for having me on, Roberta. It's just been such a pleasure to talk with you about this. 
Well, it's certainly been a pleasure for me, too. I, I just can't get over it. I'm, I, one of the things I love about what I do is I meet people like you and I get to follow your career because this is this is groundbreaking. This is this Thank is, you. Uh, her website is thepracticalpath.com. It's going to be in the notes to this program, too. And we really do have to shut this down, but we're, we will definitely have Wendy back. This has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. I'm so glad you were with us today. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began and you never will end. And when you really get what that means, it changes everything in your life for the better. Next week, and this is a wonderful follow-up to what we've talked about today. Next week, our guest will be Mark Gober. He'll be here for the second time. Mark was with us last to talk about his breakthrough book on consciousness called An End to Upside-Down Thinking, Dispelling the Myth that the Brain Produces Consciousness, and the Implications for Everyday Life. That's a mouthful, but it's a terrific book and an easy read. I urge you to go back and listen because Mark actually is a great guest. But it's as it's true, you know, whenever you make a big discovery, you, the implications for the world become very important to you. So naturally now he has a new book out, which which are is answers to the kinds of questions that I had and that you had when we read his book. Um, it's called um, An End to Upside Down Living, Reorienting Our Consciousness to Live Better and Save the Human Species. What could be a better topic for right now. Mark tells us that his new book is especially relevant in the area of COVID and in the area of the political chaos all around us. His new book looks great. I've just started to read it. So please join us next week and let's look together at how we can make the new consciousness paradigm begin to work for every human being on the face of the earth. And this week, of course, we've been talking with Wendy Coulter. She is a genuine medical intuitive and what an interesting person. The more we learn about how consciousness works and the amazing powers of our minds, the more we realize how a well-trained and empowered mind can be of immense benefit in our gaining and maintaining our physical health. Wendy is a leading expert at successfully training doctors, nurses, therapists, all the people that we rely on to stay healthy to use medical intuition in their practices. Wendy herself has a private practice in Los Angeles. It's been there for 20 years, and so she can help you. But she also, if you're interested and you're a medical practitioner, this is something you can add to your to your quiver, and this is an arrow that for some of your patients will be the ideal way for you to truly, truly help them. Wendy's website is thepracticalpath.com, and I urge you to go there and just explore. I, I think that this is a very, very important new field, and it's exciting to be watching it born. As you know, my nonfiction books are Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, The Fun of Living Together, and I promise very soon now, The Fun of Loving Jesus, Embracing the Christianity that Jesus Taught. For children, for small children, there's The Fun of Meeting Jesus, which is a beautiful picture book. I can say it's beautiful because I certainly didn't do the pictures. You can order all these books through bookstores or on Amazon.com, and the adult books are also audiobooks. If you want to talk about anything at all, just 
don't hesitate. Go to the green contact block on robertagrimes.com and send me an email. It can take a few days before you get a response, but if you don't get one within four or five days, just email me again and say, hey, wait a minute, because I do answer every email, and sometimes, unfortunately, people don't give me the right address. Past episodes of Seek Reality are available on my home, which is webtalkradio.net, and they're also on realrevolution.com, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and a lot of other places, including the wonderful Dream Vision 7 radio family. Many people also just go get the Seek Reality app at the iTunes app store. The price is great. It's free. And um, you'll just get all our episodes automatically. So we've come to the end of our time, but please never understand. I'll be thinking about you all week. I'm always looking for how I can better help you understand and help you grow spiritually. It took me 50 years to get to this point of study. I want it to take you maybe two, and I'm working on that now. So meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy and please make the most of this coming week in our one reality, knowing that you in particular are a powerful eternal being and you most of all in the universe you are infinitely loved you've been listening to seek reality with roberta grimes roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share knowing the truth changes everything